What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It is Monday. You know what that means. I am coming at you with my man, Jonathan, CEO of The Juice. We're talking more modern day marketers. This time, the topic, content distribution. I have a lot of conversations with a lot of marketers. The number one topic that is coming up is content distribution. Gone are the days of the content factory. Here are the days of being mindful and thoughtful about how you get your content to the right people at the right time. Jonathan and I chop it up, talk about how modern day marketers are thinking about it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we're doing over here, go to thejuicehq.com. Go there, sign up, enjoy a frictionless content experience today, and tell a damn friend about the 3C Podcast. We do appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you coming in every week, listening to the show. Let's get on with it. Let's kick into the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast Modern Day Marketers Series. This is, we were going to do a mini series, and then we decided let's just keep doing it. People are enjoying it. We're not stopping talking about the modern day marketers. So this is episode six of our Modern Day Marketers, no longer mini series. We're going to say a full-blown series. And there's actually a conversation, and Jonathan, maybe I'll I'm joined by Jonathan as always, and uh, maybe I'll pitch this your way out the top. So Chelsea Castle from Chili Piper, she put out on Twitter yesterday. It was like, hey, what what constitutes like episodic content? Like, how do you start? How does something a series? How is something not? I had my thoughts on it, but I'd love to know, like, what, what are your thoughts around that? I am, maybe it's the marketer in me, but I am probably guilty of wanting to brand everything, um, it, which leads me to wanting to have like sub brands of brands. Um, I don't know. I, I Maybe it's, I, I worked in the craft beer industry for four years and it was always, you've got your flagship beers that are available year round. Then you've got your seasonal beers and then you've got your limited edition beers and then you have your special, like, and so we, we were, uh, held to that. And I, I don't know if that's maybe a B2C learning that now I feel inspired to apply to the B2B space. But um, I, I do think there's something to be said for themes and episodic content tied to those themes. That's actually, we're getting ready to go into annual planning. And that's oftentimes how I do that. You know, what is what is our goal for the year? And then what are the quarterly themes that we want to tie to that goal? And then what are the objectives? You know, pretty traditional there. And uh, again, I think it's the marketer, but uh, I think all those themes and projects and objectives are an opportunity to, I don't know if it's create a new brand or just maintain brand consistency throughout, but uh, I'm a big fan of that type of content. I'm about that. My response, I'm pulling up my Twitter now, said, I responded back to her because I was like, this is like something I've been thinking about. And I said, it hits a consistent theme and offers a variety of perspectives. And I also said, this is where content marketers can shine to step in and facilitate. And I think we can consider this episodic, I guess, in a way, um, because we got different topics around the same umbrella of the modern day marketer who's the hero in the story that we are telling. So this goes out to Chelsea. We are considering this episodic content here on the 3C podcast. I like it. Shout out to Chelsea. It's no longer a mini series. It's a medium series. (laughs) There we go. Well, we're going to talk about an important topic today. I think I've said this, I've been on record of saying this, maybe not publicly, in some of our internal conversations that content distribution is 
the most talked about number one with a bullet topic that I think marketers are trying to figure out. And I think as marketers are trying to figure out content distribution and prioritize it, I kind of synthesized my notes and was like, you know what, like this is certainly a topic of the modern day marketer. So we're going to talk about content distribution, but I'm going to start here, Jonathan, I'm going to start here. At the highest possible level, content distribution is a trait of the modern day marketer, I believe, because it allows the content marketer and marketers that they're working with to be intentional with the content that they're they're pushing out. What are your thoughts at a high level? Talk about maybe intention and intention with distribution. It's a good question. I you know, I I think content distribution is a trait of modern day marketers. I think it's kind of, you know, uh, I, I think you could ask a very ethereal question, you know, without content distribution, do you even have content marketing, right? It's if a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear it? Does really good content distribution make up for lackluster content itself or vice versa? I think ideally you have both, right? That's the golden goal that we're all going after is good content and good content distribution. But uh, it's certainly something that if you are taking content marketing seriously, you're spending a lot of time thinking about or wish you could spend more time thinking about and planning around. Uh, I think it is critical to any content marketing. I, I would be heavily in the base camp of without content distribution, you really don't have content marketing. I think, you know, there's different, there's varying levels of success with the content distribution. I think modern day marketers probably think about it more intentionally than most. Yeah. I think it's just the, it's being on offense with your content. And it is why I think this is an important trait with the content or modern day marketers is the fact that before distribution, and, and and I'm not saying like distribution is just like a 2021 thing. I think distribution is something that marketers have been chewing on for a while, but content marketing as a whole, it was seemed to me, and I've been in this seat doing this, is that, okay, uh, my boss wants to hire, bring me in, hire me to do content marketing. Well, content marketing to them means, all right, let's figure out a bunch of keywords. Let's stuff those keywords into blog posts. Let's write blog posts. Let's publish blog posts every Tuesday. And we're going to hit, make sure it gets gets published at 7.45 Eastern Standard Time because that's when we think Google likes it. And then then we're going to move on to the next topic. And we're just continually, and we're going to do this because we believe in inbound marketing. We believe that Google will find our keywords so that when people are searching, our blog posts will show up. And not only will our blog posts show up, people will be so inspired by our keyword stuff posts that they then go do what we want them to do. And that is, click request a demo, and then be create, a lead will be created and they'll talk to our sales team. That, that's why maybe potentially I think distribution is becoming so important because it's so, that happens, but it's so less the focus these days. I just said a lot there just in terms of kind of process, process that we're, I think, all used to just in marketing. Uh, maybe, maybe unpack what I said, say what I said isn't true or maybe validate some of it. Yeah, permission to go on a rant here. Let's go. Let's go. Um, it's I mean, it's content distribution is a major backbone of the vision for the juice. Christian Anderson and I talked a lot when we were dreaming up this concept, visioning this concept. Mark B two B marketers, uh, we execute content marketing the way we used to sell cars. Right. If you had a green seventy four Pontiac Thunderbird, 
I'm not even sure that's the maker of Thunderbird. If you had a green 74 Thunderbird, right? Awesome car, really cool car. 20 years ago, you'd put a for sale sign on it and park it at the end of your driveway and hope the right people drive by. Now you go to Auto Trader, you go to Carfax, you know, there's multiple marketplaces where there's car buyers who can specifically search for that exact make, model, color, you know, location if they want. Uh, and, and you don't have to worry about parking it at the end of your driveway. Sure, you can still do that, but there are tools in place to help you match your car to people looking for that car. B2B marketers put their car, their blog posts, like you mentioned, at the end of their driveway on their blog and hope that the right traffic drives by their website, right? And that maybe works to a certain degree. And it's like, okay, well, how do we get more of that, right? Well, we've got our social channels. We've got our email, maybe. But then B2B marketers go back to that, those same channels and those same audiences over and over and over again, their own channels. They hit this law of diminishing returns. The only way to get more returns out of that existing audience is to produce more content. Inevitably, they end up increasing the quantity and the quality decreases their audience engages less with the content because the content quality starts to suck. And all of a sudden you're on this vicious hamster wheel of just producing content for content's sake. And that's what the juice wants to solve. I, 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 you know, I don't want to turn our podcast into a product pitch, but just like if you're selling a green 74 Thunderbird, you go to our auto trader or Carfax. If you're producing content for sales development leaders, you go to the juice and you publish there and we're going to pair your content with the right audience, right? That's been lacking for so long. That that distribution capability, that kind of marketplace concept within B2B content marketing has been missing. And so we've been relying on these old school tactics, these old school playbooks with B2B marketing and content specifically, regardless of how good the content is, we've been parking it at the end of our driveway and hoping the right people drive by. End rant. So I think when I was going through the interview process before you, you sent the offer letter and before I got hired on, I had a talk with Christian Anderson and I, I he was so passionate about that that I heard that this 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 story in my in the interview process with him and it got me to think a little bit differently. Which um, I think anytime you uh, put analogies or um, put pictures in people's heads about that are contra or that are maybe adjacent to what you're working on. It helps you visualize it a little bit. So yes, I would say like at the juice, this is a reason why I came to work here. Something we're working on something I believe in. I think maybe like a place to go would be just talking about it from an individual perspective. And maybe like we can get in, uh, do a little, uh, like, okay, well, once this episode gets done, done and we hit record and it gets sent off and producers, you know, put it together and I get the end result and it's published. And now you're on the other side of this on Monday morning, shout out all you Monday morning listeners. If you're uh, listening to it on uh, launch day, like what do I do as a marketer? And I think I don't just let it sit in Spotify and Apple. Like, yes, like I'm sure people come in organically, but on my end, like there's a plan. Like I want to make sure that enough people who I believe would benefit from our conversations or would benefit from these ideas, listen to it. So it's all the stuff that we do, right? We write the blog post. I put it in the juice. So the juice is a distribution channel because I know that's where our audience is. It goes through social. 
It gets put in communities. Shout out Superpass. Shout out Sangram's Peak community. But I just, to me, I'm trying to be on offense with not only this piece of content, but other pieces of content because I know that the opportunities on the other side of someone seeing the link, seeing the headline of what we're talking about, and it might be might be interesting interesting to them. So that to me is like. And I, again, like I wish I could do more. I really do. I, I I could spend all day in distribution. That's why I know it's a it's a hot topic. But that's to me like in in thinking about it from an individual use case. Like that's that's how I think about content distribution and kind of what we're doing at the Juice. Distribution is so time intensive. You mentioned what you do with this podcast. Uh, I'll go back to my craft beer days. We'd have events or a new beer launching, and every time I had a bullet list. I'm a, I'm a pen and paper guy. Uh, I, so I'd write out my bulleted list and, you know, we'd, we'd hit publish on the, the blog post or the announcement at 7.30 in the morning. And it would be 11 or 12 before I was done distributing that properly through all the different channels. But again, each time, you know, we would do that weekly and we did the same thing at Springbuck. We're doing the same thing now. And you do that weekly, daily maybe multiple times a week, monthly, whatever. But you're, you're each time you do that, again, you're going back to mostly, maybe it's grown a little bit, but mostly the same audience over and over and over again, which speaks to the problem. And, oh, by the way, you probably finished distributing that piece of content. Maybe not you specifically, but a lot of marketers finish that piece of content, distributing that piece of content. They go on to the next piece of content and never redistribute or dis- distribute again or distribute differently or experiment with different distribution channels. I was just on to the next one. Right. And so again, sorry, this is becoming a product pitch. Maybe, maybe uh, we can have some leeway with this one, but, but that's again, what a platform like the juice solves for, right. Is not only does it power the one-time publishing or the, the new piece of content, but it also improves the discoverability ongoing into the future. If somebody's searching for the Thunderbird, the green Thunderbird or the, piece of content for sales development leaders and uh, they're searching for that or they match the right profile for that piece of content. And they'll see it in the future without you having to hit publish or hit uh, promote again or, or pay for an advertisement. That's really the power that um, the B2B space has been lacking and we want to solve for. So I can like a personal story here. So yes, what you said, the time thing is a, is a big component, but I think, you know, after like Monday goes live, get get done with uh, distribution. Monday afternoons is a writing day for me. So my mind is off of this piece of content. My mind is on creation of new piece of content and how I'm going to get it out there. And I'm sitting here advocating for content distribution, talking with modern day marketers from all over the world about it. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know what? Like you're doing a pretty shitty job of it yourself. So I took a step back and that's where I took a step back and said, okay, like I might not have the time and we're a small, nimble team, but like, what can I do? And that's when I like tap Sindler and Sindler helps us with our social media. And I said, Hey, Kate, like, can you like make sure just as a, a, a quality check when I publish a new piece of content, like you give it some shelf life through social um, throughout the rest of the week. And like, it took me to have that conversation with someone else who we're working with because like, although we're sitting up here preaching about content distribution, I'm like, you know what, like we're not, we're not being great at it ourselves because as content people we're super ambitious and we're always wanting to move on to the next thing. Don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Like we, you 
or we're just playing by the rules set in place by the platforms that we distribute through, right? You know, all these social platforms, obviously email inherently, but they prioritize new, right? They prioritize newness. That's really the only way a lot of the content is organized. And so you, you really have to flip that model on its head just a bit. Uh, I think Spotify would be a great consumer comparison where there's an ability to see what's new, but there's also ability to see your mix from the 2000s or mix from the 2010s or mixes around this genre or this, you know, around this artist. And uh, that hasn't been set up in the B2B space. We're all, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? When, when we're relying on these platforms and their rules, we have to do things that are unfortunately inefficient. So how many times in like, I've got a little bit of a paternity leave story that I think can relate with this, but how many times does, you know, do, do people in maybe we can include ourselves in this open up Spotify, open up Netflix and don't scroll past what's in front of us right there just because it says new release. Yeah, I am. I don't know. I'm probably in the minority in how I do that, but I, I always give the parallel that like I open Spotify every morning and I, I don't know what I like. Again, maybe I'm in the minority, but like I'm not opening Spotify at seven in the morning saying I am listening to Mac Miller today. But what I do is I open Spotify and I trust something's going to be presented to me. It's going to, you know, maybe it's a Sturgill Simpson day. How about that? Uh, You know, spectrum of different musical artists I listen to, but that that's my trust in that platform is I'm going to be presented something relevant and interesting enough that I'm going to dig into it in probably less than five minutes or every Friday, I open up the new music Friday playlist. Right. And that's, that's, I know that's my Friday morning listening. So, so it's having the ability to do both. That is so interesting to me and in, in the power of their platform to curate those different mixes that makes it a really enjoyable consumer experience. The flip side of this is, is my paternity leave story. And I had nothing but time on the couch with the baby. And so I'm a Peacock subscriber and I'm a Peacock subscriber because I'm a wrestling fan and NBC bought the WWE network. So I was tired of all the page one stuff, right? I had watched it, but I wanted to like relive some nostalgia of uh, my high school or uh, middle school years. So I, you know, I'm typing in, uh, Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. Wanted to know, see that rivalry in action again. Well, th- what it did was lead me to a, a, a series that was created in 2014 called Rivalries. And it was uh, 15 or 16 episodes that were just the greatest rivalries in WWE history. Now I'm on like episode 12. So just that search has led me to relive all of these moments, embrace all this nostalgia. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, damn, like, I never even knew about this. So I think like the flip side of it is, is like the power of consumers to like have a place to go where they can find something that they really need and lead them down a road of not only maybe entertainment in my case, but also education. Can you tell we're passionate about this? I feel like we're just bouncing back and forth between rants, but you're exactly right. Like that's, I, I was talking to uh, our sales lead Kate today and you, you know, we saw a, quote unquote, a content marketing leader who we both really respect, you know, spewing hot takes on LinkedIn that we're just kind of like rolling our eyes at. It's just like, and I, I told her the same thing I just told you, like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like he is just, that post is blowing up. And, you know, I, is it a him problem or is it a platform problem that he's, it's working. Right. And like, we can't really be mad at anybody for doing like being backed into some of these 
tactics that aren't enjoyable, aren't authentic or genuine and aren't working because again, they're just playing by the rules that have been set in place. And it's crazy. It's crazy how different that B2B experience is than the consumer experience. I mean, we've referenced Peacock, we've referenced Spotify, we've referenced Auto Trader. Like it doesn't matter the media. It can be food, real estate, fashion, retail, any, any media as a consumer. And you can open up a platform and the right media is curated for you based off your interests, your profile, what you've behaved with previously, except for B2B content. And it, it is it is mind boggling uh, and we're fixing it. Because this is turned into somewhat of a, hey, go let's, go to the juice and go use our stuff because it's turning into that. I'm going to say, but that's okay. Like, obviously like these themes tie to what we're doing. That's what content marketing is or should be if you're doing it. What, besides going and reaching out to us and saying, hey, I, I want to know what you guys do and how you can help our distribution. If you want to do that, that's cool too. We'll come, we'll talk to you and help you out. Um, but what anyone listening, like they're thinking about content distribution, they're hearing us, like, what do you think is, is like, uh, maybe like the, the crawl into, if they're not doing it today, that we can leave people crawl the walk. Like what, what should people be doing in order to make sure that they're, uh, doing some sort of content distribution in their, uh, day to day? Very, very tactically. And I appreciate you uh, guiding me back in that direction before I rant again. I would say turn down the quantity of what you're producing, turn up the redistribution. You take, take the effort that you would have poured into creating new content and pour that effort into redistributing your already good content. I guarantee if you're listening to this podcast, you're producing good content. I don't know. Maybe that's a, a uh, selfish assumption, but Take the, con- take the effort that you would pour into content creation and pour that into redistributing the good content you already have. Experiment, you know, see what's working and double down there. See what's not working and pull resources away from there and pour all that creative creation energy and effort and resources into distribution exclusively. And, and I think you'll like the results. You will like the results for sure. We will be talking more about some modern-day marketer talk topics. We've we've got uh, maybe four or five episodes left on this. Hopefully this one got you to think a little bit differently about content distribution. And if it didn't, you still have the opportunity to go sign up and be be a member of the juice. I got got to close it out with with a plug there. Jonathan, thank you for your thoughts. We'll be back next week with more. Thank you, Brett. How are you thinking about content distribution? What are the things you're doing, what kind of ideas you have. We'd love to hear from you. Come tweet at me, at Indy McGrath. Drop into my DMs. I'd love to talk with you about content distribution. Share this episode. Share the 3C podcast with any content person or marketer that you think would benefit. We do appreciate that. Make sure you take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Have a great week, and let's make it happen.